0: So, if you could be here around 9, that would be great, Okay. Well, listen here.
1: Hello, I'm Miss H, and today Mr. O and I will be discussing the season premiere of Season 2, Love During Lockup. On this episode, Justine goes wedding dress shopping for her marriage with Michael, Melissa dresses up for her video date with Louis, Emily steals money from her prison boyfriend, Chelsea talks to her dad about her boyfriend, Mike. And Ty gets a kind of proposal from Hottie, who is also planning on proposing to his other boo, Boston. If you like what you hear, please give us a rating. And if you watch 90 Day Fiancé, check out our other podcast channel, 90 Day Mk, Teachable Moments with Miss H and Mr. O. Thanks and enjoy.
0: Hello, Miss H.
1: Hello, Mr. O.
0: How are things with you?
1: Uh, things are going okay. The weather's getting a little cooler. It's starting to really feel like fall over here on the West Coast.
0: Yeah, we're getting that bounce back and forth. Like I had days, I had to scrape frost off my car last week, so. Oh, God, no. Yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's not what you're looking for with, for fall. But, you know, things are going, things are going around. Get, they're getting there. We're getting there. Time's moving on, <laughs> as it always does. Just like it moves right. slowly for these people on this show. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but quickly at the same time. So let's talk about some relationship that's moving pretty quickly. Uh, In Johnstown, Pennsylvania, we meet Justine, 35, a medication technician who is wedding dress shopping with her mom, Sherry, and her 17-year-old daughter, Kylie. Her partner is Michael, 35, who is incarcerated for possession with intent to deliver. Justine tells us she was pregnant at 17 with her daughter and she ended up marrying the guy and they had two more children together. But Justine's looking for a good looking bad boy. She notes that she would easily overlook a bouquet of red flags. She is in a hurry to find a dress because she's getting married tomorrow at the prison. Mike has moved pretty quickly and had told her he, lo- he had loved her after a week. Mike's mom is the one who set them up while he was in prison, and they have been inseparable for about three years. Her mom is concerned that Justine is making bad decisions because she doesn't know Mike in the real world, and Justine has already brought the kids to be closer to Mike where she has no support system. Justin thinks that she's thriving. Michael is also a rapper named Montana Mills, so he's going to be going back to the studio when he gets out in 60 days. Sherry, the mom, is trying to get her to wait to get married so all her friends and family can be there. Sherry doesn't want Mike to go back to selling drugs, and Kylie defends Mike, saying that, you know, you can't worry about everything. Mike calls as they're shopping and is loving towards Justine and Kylie. Mike's family will also be at the prison, but they don't know that they're getting married, and Justine says she'll probably just tell his mom at dinner later tonight. It ends up that the dress that she has to buy has to be really plain, below the knees, and not sheer. He will be wearing a burgundy jumpsuit with orange flip-flops. Justine is heading to visit Mike's family and his kids. Mike calls and says he has finished his, writing his vows. His family is staying at a hotel and they think they're just having a normal visit. Michael has four children that Justine has built a relationship with. His mom says that Michael has been a player before prison, so she hopes that he has changed his ways. Justine wanted to tell the family about the wedding, but she ended up chickening out. So now she's worried how the surprise wedding is going to go down now. All right. So they did seem to have a pretty good relationship with Justine. And, uh, you know, we know his mom approves because she's the one who set them up in the first place. Do you think they're going to be okay with this surprise wedding?
0: No, nobody's OK with a surprise wedding. Like people don't like surprises. Um, <laughs> that's just like everybody thinks people like surprises, but especially the way people do it. You know, this is very much in the um, chance form of surprise. Oh, as God. in, I didn't want to say anything. So now I guess it's a surprise. Here <sighs> we go. Like, right. It, it, she knows that it would get a bad reception, which is why she didn't tell Right. right. She chickened out about it. It's not like she's like, "Ooh, this will actually be a lot more exciting if I tell them it was because she knows like, oh, this is going to be awkward and uncomfortable and it might not go like I want. So I'm just not going to tell them. And right. That is a bad surprise.
1: Right. I definitely agree that it's like Chance's version of a surprise uh, from Taylor and Chance, uh, the life after lockup. It's it's really more so about like him not wanting to get in trouble and him not wanting to answer to anyone right and uh him having not wanting any naysayers and i feel like that's definitely the reason why it's a surprise yeah
0: nobody can talk me out of it if i never tell anybody it's happening that's right? that's the that's the theory behind the surprise here right um but i don't know it's 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 weird so i was i kept getting flashbacks during this scene maybe maybe you thought maybe you didn't of um the last love during lockup season it was gabby and chris yes This is, like, exactly the same story, it feels like. Like, they seem like... Gabby and Justine have very similar personalities and the situation is very similar.
1: It is, but one big difference, which I don't know how much it'll actually contribute to the storyline or not, but it's like the kids between the two of yeah. them, they got seven kids. That's a lot oh of my kids.
0: God. I just I don't think I hope we don't see much of them because I don't like it when the kids are involved in the show because.
1: Well, we've already met like most of them, right?
0: Yeah, I guess they were there. Yeah, We met the daughter,
1: so we just didn't meet her two sons who are younger than Kylie and they didn't go wedding dress shopping. And then I think all of his kids were in the hotel room, but- they okay, said yeah. only one of them actually gets to see him, which that's got to be such a bummer, too, because there's clearly a limitation of how many people that they can have at one time. So when they sure. kind of told the oldest, you are the one who gets to see him. She's like, oh, my gosh. Like she won the lottery. But all the kids are staying at this hotel room. So that. Just yeah,
0: seems, it's weird. It Yeah. And they, their kids are pretty old. Like they it seems like they both got started. Like we know. We know that Justine got started young. Yes. But it's not like his kids are that much younger.
1: No, than hers, not. Right,
0: especially the oldest one. Well, that um, was
1: my other question. How many baby mamas does he have? Because his yeah. mom, Mike's mom, seemed to imply he was a player. So it's like, who knows? She yeah. could be four she different moms.
0: Even she didn't imply it. She straight out like said it. He was like, <laughs> yeah, no, he. I hope he. I hope he can turn it around because th- this one. I, I definitely also think the mom is. You know, maybe I might not be happy with the f- surprise and suddenness of the wedding. Yeah. But it's also I think she's very much like, you're not going to do better than this one, son. Like, you you got to lock this one down. This is, this right. is it.
1: <laughs> no, I'm sure she thinks that, Um, especially because, you know, it's like, does he have four baby mamas? Because that I can see a lot more drama happening unless the baby mamas are like, no, you're in prison. You have no rights, you know, and he doesn't right. have a relationship much with his kids. And he doesn't necessarily care about having too much of a relationship with them just because it's an added responsibility. Responsibility considering he's now kind of taking on three other kids.
0: Yeah, kind of. I don't know. It's. I don't know how he plans on supporting him because did 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 you look up Montana Mills cuz I certainly looked up Montana oh, Mills.
1: Oh, I'm glad you do like the dirty work for us Mr. O. Okay, what did you find out about rapper Montana Mills?
0: Most the, the biggest thing I found out is I looked up Montana Mills on Spotify and when I looked it's a little higher now. I watched the show on Sunday, so he had some time uh-huh. for people who watched it on Friday to check him out on Spotify. Sure. 117 monthly listeners.
1: Oh, monthly, monthly. All right.
0: Yeah. No, it's not good. Considering that this podcast that we're that we're making right now gets something like more than 10,000 monthly (laughs) listeners (laughs) and it's not that popular of a podcast. So (laughs) so I'm very concerned about 117 monthly listeners making that your
1: profession, your money making your
0: career. Yeah. I, oh
1: goodness, yeah. Um it his music video that he showed seemed to have some production quality behind it, it.
0: It it did. And if you pay enough money, you can find someone who will put production quality into your music video, sure. Right.
1: And that money could have been gotten by drug dealing, sure.
0: Yes, absolutely. It probably <laughs> was. Um and and so I don't know, it just it's also I don't know if you're really going to be able to get a real good, steady rap career coming out of Johnstown, Pennsylvania. (laughs) It's not really a hotbed for hip hop, I don't think.
1: Right. And she seems to think so. And that is also what's kind of funny to me is, you know, it's like um, even 90 Day Fiance, like Kim and Usman. It's like these people are into their partner so much that they've like believed in this whole uh, career of superstardom for them. And they're like, they've got so much talent. It's like, do they
0: do? they? Know? Like, again, this is another one where we're like, we know he's 35 and he hasn't broken it into the rap game really mm-hmm. yet. So I don't know many rappers who like break into stardom at in their in their late 30s. It's sure. Not, to, are there some elder statesmen that are hanging around and still making stuff? Absolutely. Yeah. Do people make their get their first breakthrough when they're 38? Yeah, not so much.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, he has an excuse. He's been in prison this whole time.
0: Yeah. Well, that gives him cred, right?
1: Yeah, right.
0: All that bouquet of red flags he brought her. All right. I, so, oh,
1: my gosh.
0: All right. Let's move on. Let's go with uh, let's go with the other new one. I'll save my repeat customer for next. So we first meet Chelsea. Who is 39 and from Richwood, Ohio, which is outside of Columbus, bowling with her family. They do that really cliche thing then where they mute the soundtrack and just play like a high pitched tone to signal to us that Chelsea is deaf. Oh, yeah. Right. So then she tells us that she's not exactly what you would call a romantic person, but more of a bitch with a good heart. <laughs> so she's a single mom and describes her 10 year old as a handful, which is pretty much just a chip off the old block, just like her. So she's dating an inmate named Mikey and is telling her friend Beth about when he might be getting out, which is changed from May to sometime before Christmas. Then we hear from Mikey on the phone. He's 32 and tells us he's in prison for identity theft, evidence tampering and receiving of stolen property. So he met Chelsea when his sister hit him up on JPay and said that she had a nice, pretty deaf girl that wants to talk to you, which I guess just means his sister set them up. <laughs> so they never met in person. But they each seem to think the other one's hot based on video chats and pictures. So that's something. So her visitor request forms of CM seem to have gotten lost in the mail. So she hasn't gone to the prison yet, but she's been trying to teach him some ASL over, like, the video chats. So in the past, she says that, you know, she usually when she starts dating somebody, they make an effort to try to learn ASL. But that usually lasts for, like, a month before, they're, before they peace out. But Mikey's been at it for a year, which makes her think that he's pretty serious. So Beth asks Chelsea if there's been any money exchanged and there has, but only a little bit of the money has been directly to him. But she still end up spending a lot of money on him because it's super expensive to communicate with somebody in prison, especially, I think they say they talk almost every day. Hmm. So there you go. So Beth is concerned that Mikey may be an addict, but Chelsea says he's not. And she Beth also tells us that Chelsea was put through the ringer by an ex of hers, but she has – but Chelsea has no concerns about the future with Mikey. So Mike's big concern though is going to be the language barrier. So the next person to give his input on the whole situation is Chelsea's dad, Steve. She says that they're – she says they're very close and his opinion really matters to her. The same thing we hear about parents all the time. Steve, by the way, can I point this out? He knows he's going to be on TV. The cameras are coming and – What he chose to wear was a second amendment pro second amendment gun rights hat.
1: Oh, goodness! All right, Um,
0: so tells us a little bit about him, but that they don't really bring that up. He's very concerned about Chelsea's choice of men, and it has not been very good. And it's also a terrible idea to get seriously involved with someone you've never met in person. So, Chelsea tells us a little more about this bad guy that was in her that her friend and her dad also alluded to. She tells us it was a domestic violence situation and the guy is actually in jail now. We don't know if he's in jail for DV or those are unrelated, but he's not or he's not around. So Dad asks what the plan is. And Mikey's going going to move in with Chelsea when he gets out. So Steve, before that happens, wants to talk to the guy, which makes Chelsea very nervous because how would she navigate things if they didn't get along? All right. So we kind of. Talk a lot about like what evidence do you have that this person cares about you at all? So where would you put the has been trying to learn ASL for a whole year on the scale of – Evidence.
1: Uh, I would say pretty high, considering how many times have we watched Ninety Day Fiance. Oh God, yeah, and those people just don't even bother like trying to learn the other language. I mean, even more recently, Yara and Jovi. Like Jovi's like, well, if she wants it's to speak to me, yeah. she <laughs> can learn English. It's like ew, like just. Learn the language. Make some kind of attempt, right? And it's like now with – especially with, um, you know, translation apps, it's like people even feel like, oh, well, now I definitely don't have to. I'll just rely on this shitty app that only works half of the times.
0: Right. But even shittier because obviously you can get around the the, the language barrier that, that Chelsea and Mike are going to have by literally just like writing stuff down. Like you don't yes. even need to do the translation. You can just <laughs> write it down and be like, huh? Right? Yeah. But that still is like – is that really how you kind of want to communicate with your partner forever? Right. Is by just writing things down, like you're passing notes in class. This is what we're going to do. Yeah. Well, and so, it is an attempt, but it's one of those things that I I I wonder how strong of an attempt it is mm-hmm. versus how much it's just her trying to be trying to tell him like things during like a half hour every week, being like, you know, it's like this, and then you can do this, and he goes, oh, like this, and then he completely forgets it the next week. Well, like, is it,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean. Her trying to say like he's been doing it for a year. It's like, well, has he progressed? I mean, that's, you know, a different measurement other than he doesn't just like completely throw his hands up and be like, no, just whatever. Write it down or I'm I'm done with this relationship.
0: Yeah, which seems to have happened to her before. But it, it does seem that like he at least is more concerned about it than she is, which makes sense because she's used to navigating in a world where. She's mo- gonna run into a lot of people that she literally can't speak to in her in her most comfortable language, right Right. And so that's something she's used to and he's not used to being able to do that or having to deal with that or having to you know have those frustrations. So yeah. I don't know but it-, it does seem like he's like, I don't know if we're gonna be able to even understand each other. like well, she'll understand you. That part isn't gonna be a problem.
1: Okay. Uh, there's something I want to say about Chelsea is just I want her to be a good person. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's so rare that we get this kind of representation on, like, reality shows, things that are scripted. And it's like this show of all shows, you know, it's like, oh, gosh, most of the people on this show are garbage people, like. You know, and so it's like I—I I don't want her to be part of the trash crew here. <sighs>
0: yes and no, because I don't like looking yeah, good for her. <laughs> I don't like the idea of it just because you're deaf you're, or you have a disability. You're not garbage. Like they can be garbage, just like everyone. No, but else. that's what
1: I'm trying to say. Like, yeah, yeah, no, but that's that's exactly what I'm trying to say. Is like, um, I can see like even some of the things she said, like uh, you know about. I don't know. Just you've you said it in your summary, but there are a couple of things where she said where I'm like, ooh, like she definitely can be part of the garbage crew. Right. And I'm not saying that, you know, uh, deaf people can't be part of the garbage crew. I'm just saying, like, this is their representation on television right now. Sure, and that sure. sucks. So. For the deaf community, I want her to not be a garbage person, you I, know? It
0: was funny because it made me think of it because I know it's something that's, that's come up in, in mm-hmm. our comments and emails that we've gotten is um, like how uh, people watching these shows who are uh, visually impaired, mm-hmm. Right. Have a lot of troubles, especially on 90 Day Fiance when there's foreign languages yeah. and they speak a foreign language and they put the closed captioning up and visually impaired people are like, I have no idea what's going on. Right. right? I got right. nothing. And and this is what I, I, I it made me think of it during this, too. I was like, wow, it's like representation from a disabled person. This is this is this is great. And it should, you know, not and it's not like a, you know, token thing. It looks like it's going to be a decently oh, interesting yeah, story. For sure. Um, And. But then I was like, oh, man, visually impaired people have no idea what's going on right now. <laughs> like, like, like She's talking in ASL and like and they're putting the thing on the screen. <laughs> they just hear like elevator music.
1: <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Um, I wonder if there's um, other. Oh, actually, I was going to say, I don't know if we don't get it translated for us, then how would it get translated? Like, we also don't know what's going on. Right. If she's just speaking in ASL. They put it and they put... Oh, okay. Okay. So I get what you're saying. So we get subtitles. Okay. So right. I was going to say, I think there's um, devices out there that will read
0: the there, subtitles there, too. Yeah, there is. There, is there, there could be. Yes. I just I, I just like... It's, oh, like, I know because seems... my
1: television does it to me every time it resets.
0: Like, oh. and it's done it a
1: couple times. Like, it will read everything to me and uh, until I get to a certain point where I'm able to tell it that I can read visually what's on the screen and then it will stop. But it reads everything to me.
0: That makes sense because it makes sense if you, if you were visually impaired and you turn on the TV, you can't yeah. find the menu place where right. to turn this thing on. Yes. Right.
1: Yeah. So I'm oh. sure there's things out there for, you know, people who can't see. All right. Uh, well, moving on to, oh, gosh, another group that we could yeah. probably consider it- Potential trash people.
0: Uh, uh, yeah, they're all right there. Yeah, they're really, all they're really yeah. right in the
1: pocket. They really are. Yeah, uh, but definitely, there's some that I feel like are just a little bit more uh, open about it than others. Yes. Yeah. So let's talk about Emily. Uh, Yeah, that's where I thought you were going. Her guy, Dari. Yeah. So Emily's 29 and a criminal data researcher from New York. She's dating Dari, a prisoner in New Jersey, who tells us immediately he's not cutting his hair, but he also doesn't want Emily to have hair shorter than his. Emily tells us that she was voted loudest in high school and thinks that people were annoyed that she was a confident fat bitch. She is with her friend Regina shopping for an upgraded ring. She has been in a relationship with Dari for three years. Emily has a targeted ad based on her education and profession in criminal justice, and that's how she ended up on this site, and Dari was the best-looking one. Emily caught Dari messing with some girl Alexa. Dari says he pretended to be Alexa's boyfriend, but just for the money. Emily thinks she deserves upgrading her ring because he did her wrong, even though she chose to forgive him. Dari was charged with armed robbery and car theft. Emily is uh, Dari's power of attorney, so Emily filed his taxes, and so Emily has access to all his stimulus money, which is why she's deciding to use that money to upgrade her ring. She picks out a ring, and Regina wonders if she can trust him, and she thinks that Emily is just wasting her time on this guy. Emily thinks Dari is a good scammer, but she's planning on scamming the scammer. Emily doesn't uh, think that uh, Dari is that dumb, even though she knows he's kind of sketchy. Later, Dari is trying to have phone sex with Emily, describing all the foods he's going to slather all over her, and Emily is just not having it. They are talking about where he will go after he is released. Dari is pretty much hinting heavily that he's trying to move in with Emily, but Emily thinks that he's a bad criminal and he shouldn't be hanging out with other felons when he gets out. So she's not sure about the halfway house, but I don't know if she really, is really sold on him moving in with her either. Dari claims he needs more money for commissary, but Emily isn't trying to put money on the books. But now she feels a little guilty because she did spend all his money on her ring. and uh, But she also says that the bank of Emily is closed. All right. So I don't know. Do you really think that Emily is that into Dari? Because through this whole thing, I I just didn't really even get the vibe that she was that into him. But she also just generally seemed kind of aloof. Like her whole thing about being like, what did she call herself? A confident fat bitch.
0: Well, I mean, I think so. Yes, I. She is kind of withdrawn from everything and she is definitely Mm -hmm. give once they give the attitude, I'm cool, cool for everything. I'm too like and so and so, yeah, so uh, she's not going to be the person who's touchy feely and Mm -hmm. and over emotions with him. But I mean, it just sounded like all we got from her is I want to spend your money and fuck your penis. I don't care like that's all he got no don't fuck your penis actually is the opposite of that it was very much like eh, i don't care like eh. like and i also i thought it was weird cuz he was like trying to have phone sex with her and yeah. she's like i don't do phone sex i was like okay i get it's not ideal and like yeah whatever but when somebody's in prison i feel like you got to give them a little something right, right. you got to give them something and she's like no. and then very spe- really specifically what is it 1990 i was like where did you come up with that year? Like, do you think everyone stopped, like, doing anything over the phone in exactly 1990? Like, five years before America Online was a thing? What are you talking right.
1: about? I, yeah, maybe that's just the vibe I was getting from her is that she just doesn't seem to like anything, really. I mean, no, even she her doesn't. upgraded ring, she didn't even seem that stoked about. She just yeah, like, she's like oh. yeah, I deserve this.
0: No, no, it was because I don't think it, it wasn't about really. She, I don't think she cared about the ring. She mm-hmm. just cared about. Sticking it to him more. Yeah, right. Yeah, like because I don't know. I just thought I heard that and you said to phrase twice and that, that just I was like, you know, shake. Like, I feel like people just didn't like me because I was a confident fat bitch. And I was like. Feel like um, two of those things didn't matter. And the third one is why everybody <laughs> didn't like you. Like <laughs> Right. Confident and fat, fine. A bitch to everyone? Yeah, people tend to not like that, Emily. Imagine. Yeah.
1: Like. I, but I can also see her. I mean, and isn't this true of a lot of, like, situations like this where she really isn't that confident? and no, she's not. She's absolutely yes. not. Yes. No. And so it's like her way of kind of rejecting everyone before they reject her by kind of acting like she doesn't care about anything.
0: Yes. I mean, that that it, it, it that does seem pretty transparent that mm-hmm. that's what it that's what it is. And it has to be just it ha, it can't just be like quietly not caring about it. And I'm sure in high school, that's why she got loudest. She was probably very vocal about how much she didn't care about things. Mm-hmm. Right. And it was like, it, you know, the kind of person who every time somebody is excited about something, is like, oh, man, I got a touchdown in the big game. She's like, oh, you played your sporty ball. Ugh, yeah. <laughs> fine. Good for you. Right. Like. You know, and it's like, why you got to be like that? Yeah, and, and, and she That's just the end of the person. She really, really rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. And um, so it's
1: just like, I don't get it. Does she even like this dude? I mean, yes. I feel like he likes her because mm-hmm. obviously he's not getting any money from her. So what would the motivation be at that point?
0: Right. Yeah, I know. He does seem... Into her. I don't know if he's into her because they showed us a picture like this is the picture I sent him. And it didn't really look all that much like her. It was very heavily. I wasn't just filter, but like she definitely had a lot of makeup on and no glasses and her hair was straightened and airbrushed. Yeah, it looked very much
1: airbrushed like, you know, just the yeah, the makeup and everything. Yeah, definitely. Yeah,
0: definitely enough that I would be like. I don't know, but if you showed me that picture of her and then showed me a lineup of people and said, which one is this person in the picture? I don't know that I'd pick her out.
1: Right. But then the other thing is, too, does he has he seen her? In I'm person? I'm sure he has.
0: I'm sure he has. Well, at least seen her in like. A video chat context.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Right. I don't know if he's she's actually gone to him, but I don't know. It just everything about her just seemed very much like. She and it was a de, maybe it was defensive, but very mm. much a. I'm just better than everybody.
1: Well, and I do think it's defensive up. because she couldn't just admit that she had been on this prisoner pen pal site. Instead, she had to make up this whole. Oh. And I wouldn't even say make it up. But it's like, eh, you know, it's like you still had to choose to go to this site and choose to set up an account. And there's so many layers of it. That's not like eh, an ad came up and it like had his picture on. So I was like, yeah, right, right, I'll talk to this guy. It's like, no, there's so many more steps than that.
0: That's true. That is true. Um so I don't know but then that's that's really all we got from her is like her just like brushing him off and taking his money which by the way like I know if you have power of attorney you have power of attorney, but I feel like if someone gives you power of attorney and you just write yourself big fat checks with all their money, right. I feel like that's still illegal somehow. Like, right. And so I feel bad.
1: like she should know that, right? <laughs> Isn't her like a yeah, She's Yeah, she said she's
0: going to like criminal law, like defense attorney. That's what your right. dream is to be a criminal defense attorney, which is like, I feel like you have to have a little bit more, I mean, not confidence, but. You got to have a little bit more juice than that. Like, oh, I feel like she's not somebody who strikes me as this is a competent person who's going to fight hard for me as much as somebody who's <laughs> no. like, eh, whatever. I get those vibes. All right. <laughs> like, yeah.
1: Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, like, especially if you're going to be like a more of a litigator type, yeah. like you have to be somewhat likable for the jury. Right.
0: <sighs> I mean, yes and no. but you're trying I, to I, I win like- people over. Yeah, but you're not. It's not like TV. You're not like presenting. You're not like hamming it up for the jury and trying to win. But it's like, but the, de- the jury definitely is going to take things more if you seem professional and put together and mm-hmm. have you have your shit together. Here's my evidence. Boom, 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 boom. Here's the questions that I ask. Then it's like, oh, like this is a, this is solid. This is this person knows what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Is definitely more appealing than being like, oh, I guess I don't know. Like, feel like you didn't do it. You know. Yeah. Like,
1: God. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, so uh, let's. Now we're just gonna get all crazy, speaking oh, all God. crazy. Yeah. We have our run, our one repeat customer for this season, and it's Ty. Okay. And we first see her, her and her boss setting things up in a fu- in the funeral home that she works for. So her coworker Rhonda asks her, "What's up with Hottie?" And we're reminded of the previous season and all the shit that went down. So. We're reminded that she exclusively dates inmates and has an entire system of how she continuously like has a leveling up and leveling down system to organize and control the various, various people that she's talking to at one time. But the one that had her attention most was this guy named Hadi and he was two-timing with another woman named Boston and there ended up being meetings and multiple physical assaults and all kinds of stuff. So she tells us that she's trying to ignore Hottie, but he wrote her an intriguing letter that she hasn't read yet. She's just like, oh, it's a letter, like a mail letter that she has yet to read. So I don't know how long this is after the last dust up with Boston, but it seems like it wasn't that long. So Rhonda doesn't get it about how someone who's locked up can have this much control over her and her life. But, you know, she gives Rhonda the letter to read out loud and it's, I don't know. Basically, everything he's ever said and all the stuff you'd expect. And it's one of those. Yeah. It's like, I love you. You're sexy. Boston needs nothing to me. I'm your <laughs> ride or die. Like all that, blah, blah, blah. Just like all the stuff that if someone had lied to me, I would be like, I don't believe any of this. Okay. Like, why would I listen to this? But she's taking it in, especially because he drew a heart on it. And that that was seal the deal for her for some reason. So Rhonda tells her that the honest to God truth is that you're obviously not done with this guy yet. So. You should probably talk to him the next time he calls so you can get some sort of closure in the situation. And another way she goes to get closure on the situation is by going to a hypnotist, which was a very, very weird scene. Yeah. So we get a jump start. She wants to think that maybe this can get a jump start on trying to start to heal and deal with the, this various inmate juggling better. And maybe even if not, maybe the hypnotist will get her to stop eating donuts. So she wants to get to the bottom of her trust issues, and she thinks that can finally get her over Hottie. So the hypnotist kind of talks to her and wants her to hear the ultimate goal, which she says is to get married and start a family. I mean, that's on her vision board, too. So then they start this whole process, and Ty seems to kind of fall right into the hypnosis. Very impressionable, easy to hypnotize. (laughs) But then we see, you know, she kind of is laying back and looks like she's sleeping, and then the hypnotist – for some reason is like, imagine you're on a beach with a bunch of buff, hot guys that all want to sleep with you. And I'm like, I don't know what this is doing.
1: I have no idea.
0: And then I don't know what they were doing yet. But then there was this part where she was like, you need to take the key because you're in control. And then she just starts. Ty just starts crying yeah. like and freaking out and like twitching and stuff. Like I said, very weird scene. Anyway, she she wakes her back up and. uh the hypnotist wakes you and tells her that she seems to be afraid of freedom. So, okay. Um, so, even with all these unresolved trust issues going, um, that cousin Kiyoka drops by with a surprise. Hottie's on the phone and she has that gift of that hoodie, that yellow hoodie that Boston had that she attacked her over because she couldn't get Hottie to give her one. Oh, God. So, she's trying to make – he is trying to make it up with this and a ring, but – he goes a long time without explaining what kind of ring this is. <laughs> sure. We've seen enough reality shows to know, but not every ring is an engagement ring. Right. So it take time makes him clarify by making him get on one knee in the prison and actually saying, will you marry me? So she, of course, agrees. She says she's willing to do this tomorrow. But Hadi still has five years left in prison. So her plan already is to get legally married while he's in prison and then have a big blowout civilian wedding when he gets out. And, you know, now she's just mostly satisfied that she won over Boston. So she doesn't want to talk to that bitch anymore. So as she's kind of celebrating, though, she gets a call with that same dang ringtone, the doo 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 doo, doo. Oh, <laughs> All gosh. the time last year. Anyway, it's from another corrections facility. So as she's trying to answer it, she like little like sprints out of the living room into the backyard. So Kyoka doesn't hear it. So she answers it. And it's boyfriend number two, BB. So she says right now she's got Louie, BB, Rico, two KP's and she has no intention of cutting down all the guys oh she's talking God. to. She also at the time missed a call from her friend Pri who is looking to hook her up with yet another inmate. Yeah. So she's she says until her name is changed, she's very much on the open market.
1: I think even after –
0: I Yeah. Well, I mean, if she gets – she said her name changed. So maybe she'll marry Hottie and not change her name and remain on the open
1: market. Oh, okay okay Yeah.
0: Right? The loophole. So she comes back. Got to get Kyoka out because she has to sex chat or take nudes or something for somebody um, and lies about BB saying, oh, that's my uncle. He was locked up too. But, you know, she's being two-time. But we shouldn't feel too bad for Hottie because (laughs) – Kyoka didn't just have a ring for Ty. She also has a ring for Boston. <laughs>
1: God. This is the most was, ridiculous and,
0: group. It was just in case, you know, she backburners hottie. So that was, that was my question. Do you believe that it was a in case Ty says no, go ask Boston? Or is she going to ask Boston now Both. regardless?
1: Yeah. <laughs> She's going to go over and ask Boston. Like nothing has changed. This is just a continuation of the shit show that was going on the last time. I am shocked that anyone wants to continue this charade if you could even call it that it's like okay we already know there's and i was confused even when this was happening the first time like why the hell does ty care that he's got another woman when she's got like five other dudes who yeah, I know I can't
0: figure that out. I can't figure that just out. Like,
1: let that one go. You got five others. Who cares?
0: But he was my number one. And because you know what it is. It, it has absolutely nothing to do with him. Just she winning. can't it's winning. Yeah. She can't lose. Yeah. Yeah. And and that Boston's in it for the same reason. Yes. They Hottie doesn't matter. Like that I, I understand their two motivations. They just yeah. want to win and they want to well, beat the other woman. I
1: don't know. I think Boston might actually be into Hottie because she's been with the dude for like 10 years. And I think <sighs> maybe like, they've been together outside of prison. So,
0: yeah, but she definitely has a heavy also wanting to win thing yes, and rubbing think, it in Ty's face. But I
1: think it's kind of like, um, you know, like a Kayla, Tiffany, Kevin situation. Like sure. I see Boston is kind of like Kayla, the crazy ex who is going to destroy any chance with another woman. So that's why she keeps on, you know, playing with Ty's phone, as she put it, because she's trying to get rid of the competition. She wants to win, but only because she actually wants to be with this dude, too
0: yeah I mean I, I just don't get what his end game and it, it this is similar to Kevin right I don't understand like to me if I got one girl if I had this situation was like a triangle and I got one of the girls to break it off with me I'd be like oh sweet right. I, don't to, I don't have to think about this anymore I have, I have an answer for me now great fantastic and, but he's like no 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 I need to do whatever I can to make it up to both women so I can continue to and it's It's not even like this dude is getting late, right? He's in prison. I don't know what he's getting out of either of his women right now that he insists on keeping both of them. For Uh, what? I I don't know what he's getting.
1: We don't really know if they're adding money. Yeah, money to the books or something. And maybe not in huge amounts where it's like notable that they would say, but like maybe even small amounts.
0: Yeah, it's just it's such a clown show. And it's like. And the hypnotism thing was weird as hell.
1: Yeah, I was really confused because to me, it seems like she's a huge control freak. That's why she does all of this. That's why she's got the vision board and the, and the crazy, like, con matrix, you know, to figure out what phase everybody's in and what stage of the relationship, you know. So it's just, it's odd to me that the conclusion of all that was, oh, you don't like to be in control. It's like opposite
0: yeah, I think it was I think it was less you don't like to be in control as much as less more you don't like freedom. Like the way she arranges it because she only dates inmates. Mm. She's like put herself into a box and she wants to control everything in that box. But she can't handle that box being open. Interesting. Like and having a guy who can go anywhere, do anything, having her being able to go everywhere and do everything. She likes that. Well, I can't we can't get to, I she likes having a lot of guys on the hook and I think and and to me it's also like the idea of being surrounded by half naked like attractive guys freaked her out because I feel like that's also part of it. Is she's like she's like I like having all these guys on the hook and the things without having to actually like have them over or have them touching my shit or like <laughs> in my house <laughs> you know but I still get I still get to like play with them, you know, yeah, at a distance.
1: Yeah, I suppose I could see that. Yeah, definitely. All right, uh, last up we have is uh, Melissa, uh, 39, a mail carrier from Atlantic Highlands, New Jersey. Uh, she's dressed up as a cheerleader for her video chat with her boyfriend, Louie, 41. She says she's always been boy crazy with a long list of failed relationships, but she thinks it's different this time, isn't it always? She's never been engaged or married, and uh, on her video chat, she starts stripping for Louie, and he likes what he sees. Melissa actually knows Louis from high school where she was a freshman and he was a junior and she thought he was so hot. Louis is part of the cool crew and Melissa says that she had friends in her grade but she wasn't as popular. Louie is in prison for armed robbery and he's currently in Georgia. He has been in prison for nine and a half years and he has about a year left. Louie is very happy to have fallen in love over the phone Melissa meets up with her token skeptical friend and her sister. Melissa is telling her friend that she plans on showing off Louie at her 20-year high school reunion. Her friend thinks that she deserves better than going for a prisoner who she had a crush on 20 years ago. Melissa says they've been talking for about seven months ever since Louie got a phone and was able to have Facebook. Louie private messaged her saying she looked good and her friend can't figure out why she's trying to live in the past and fell for it. She shouldn't even be entertaining this. All right. So do you agree with um, Melissa's friend that she's really just, you know, this is like trying to relive her high school glory days. Like this is a crush she had on and it was somehow, you know, she's just trying to relive that.
0: That's exactly what it sounds like to me. It's not. I don't think it's a glory days thing is it's a a, oh, this is the guy that back in high school would never even give me the time of day. And now, like, he probably didn't even know I existed. And now I'm, like, hot enough for him. And now I can get him. And that's makes her feel like she's a glow up. Now, the pathetic thing about that is that she's 39 fucking years old yeah. and graduated high school 20 years right. ago. Right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it is a sad idea. Um, but, you know, I don't know. It's like uh, my friend, my high school friend. Uh, she was the valedictorian, very, very, Mm -hmm. very smart, right? Very smart now, incredibly smart and successful. And I want to say like five years ago, we had a situation where she was at a Christmas party and she had a chance with the guy that she had a crush on like back in high school, right? And not that anything happened, but she certainly entertained the idea because of this kind of nostalgic, like, I do it, I think it somehow like validates you as an adult, like, You know, you're so much, uh, there's been so much growth, you're so much cooler, you're so much better than, you know, in high school when you couldn't get the guy that you wanted. And so, I don't know, there's something validating about that. Now, like I said, my friend is super smart. She wouldn't have actually gone through with it because, you know, it's realizing that this is not what she wants her current situation to be. And Melissa, maybe not as smart because, like, there's definitely a fantasy aspect of this versus the reality
0: Right. I mean, I just think like a normally adjusted person when given the opportunity would look at this and be like, oh, wow. Yeah, I had such a crush on him when I was in high school. Man, I really dodged a bullet there (laughs) because this guy is fucked up. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
1: I mean, I could honestly and I think maybe this is, you know, what was kind of going through my friend's mind. And I could see this like I could see myself doing the same thing, but it's just like. As soon as you get that validation, like, oh, this person's into me, like, you're done, right? It's like, okay, yeah, yeah, totally. great. I know I could get that if I really wanted to now, you know, and then just, you know, you, you get that validation that, you know, your uh, inner child, your former 16-year-old self would have really like, you know, yes, but, uh, you know, but realize, like, reality is so much oh, different. Not. You now
0: it is, it, it, it is, and that's what that's the part there where it takes another another turn. Like, it's yes, it is pretty because she talked about her 20th high school reunion, and I certainly didn't go to my 20th, I don't think my 20th high school reunion happened. Oh, um,
1: mine didn't because.
0: It was. Uh, Mine was supposed to be during COVID. Yeah.
1: No, no. Okay, so I was a year before you and it wasn't COVID. It was because our stupid whatever leadership from school couldn't get their shit together. So (laughs) we didn't have one because of that. And it was funny, too, because they kept on blaming. They're like, who said it was my job to put this together? And it's like, Like, I I don't think it was in your job description. Like, no one thinks about that when you're voting class president. Right. But it's just one of those things that's like the unspoken rule that...
0: Yes, the class president goes back and does it exactly. Yeah, but I mean, and ours, to be fair, ours did try, but they were like, "Who would come?" Like, like you know, put it out on like Facebook and stuff, and they were like, "All right, like ten people said they would come, so we probably just shouldn't do this thing," and we didn't, (laughs) and it's fine. But. But I guess I feel like that's Facebook kind of took the place of the reunions, yes. Because the whole point was to come back and be like, "Hey, who's fat? Who's bald? Who like, a good oh, job? I can Who doesn't?" See on your
1: profile yeah. picture.
0: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so, no. But but that's kind of that was always the point, just to kind of check in and see where am I compared to these people? Yeah. And then never see them again, because once you get the validation of, of being like, "Oh yeah, this is this is this person was this. This person did that." Then you're kind of like, "All right, cool." But, yeah, to be still stuck on it and still infatuated with a guy because he was two years older than you 20 years ago and – but not – and not and so that's what I'm – that's the other thing too. It's disturbing. She's still crushing over a 18-year-old, right?
1: Yeah, it actually reminds me of – and I can't remember her name but she had uh, – she was dating Dalton in this whole love before lockup uh, as well or love during lockup. You know, oh, and yeah. they the same thing. She had a crush on him in high school. Right. And he was a bad boy. And then it's like, I I, I don't think it's that uncommon of a situation, whether or not the person's in prison well, or not.
0: I mean, I think I think the prison thing kind of adds to it because we, we've seen before. Her name was Haley, by yes, the way. Thank you. Um, is That the people, especially we've seen a lot of women on this show, that are just like, I can't help it. I'm into bad boys. (laughs) Like bad boys are my thing. And so if it was me and I had a crush on somebody in high school and then years later they reconnected being like, hey, I'm in prison now. I'd be like, cool. (laughs) (laughs) Those are some life
1: Uh, decisions you made there. Yes. Sure. That
0: is is a thing that you are doing. Yes. (laughs) And like – Right. But like to them, it's like to her, to some of these people, it's just like, oh, he was hot when he was in high school. And I heard again. And
1: now he's prison yard hot. <laughs>
0: now he's prison hot. And so like it's not my thing. But I could see where the per- the kind of people in this show would would it, it just it makes it, you know, it just intensifies instead of going the other way.
1: Right, right. All right. So uh, you had mentioned that based on uh, some of the profiles, maybe even the website, we still have uh, two more couples. That sounds like two couples based
0: on what I saw online. This one's not quite as easy to find information on as 90 Day Fiance, but (laughs) it sounds like there it looks to me like there's seven. I've seen seven.
1: Oh, you know what? You're right, because I remember in the trailer there was like a row of three and then a row of four.
0: Okay. So yeah, I go. think
1: there are seven. So we saw five this week. So out of this group this week, who would you say is your student of the week?
0: I mean, it's tough. It's tough because I mean, we saw five "quote unquote" couples, but we really only saw five people, right? right? Yeah. Because I, I we don't I don't know anything enough about the people behind bars. So of the new people, because I'm certainly not going with Ty. God, I know. Um, right? Of the new people, I think Chelsea has the best shot of not being a being the worst. <laughs> okay. I, I I it it's a lukewarm uh, endorsement, but an endorsement nonetheless. Right,
1: and I went the same because it's like, well, everybody else has like some fundamental issues. Like f- for the most part, I thought that um, uh, Justine was okay, but she chickened out at the end about like coming clean. So I was kind of like, eh. oh,
0: Justine, Justine lost me when she was like, um, when she talked about how spoiled she is. Well, oh, I'm spoiled gosh, and I get everything out. And everybody, anytime anybody need that' so I'm like, no, I'm out. Yes. I'm out. That does nope.
1: give me very much Chris and Gabby vibes. Cause she was the same way.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely.
1: All right. Uh, who was your dunce then?
0: Well, dunce, we had lots Easy, of right, choices, yeah. but I went with hottie. Like you're literally going to break by two rings for two people. Right. That's your plan. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Uh,
1: he he thinks well. I mean, I'm sure in a lot of situations he's not wrong, but you know, rings. Yeah, seem I to mean, I always do that. I'm always like, over. "What?
0: This? No way! This is gonna work for this guy? This the dumbest plan I've ever heard." But right. lo and behold,
1: yep, yeah, it worked. Still got
0: two women after him. <laughs> so how about that?
1: <laughs> right. Okay. What about your life lesson?
0: Um. So a guy went with um for for what's her name, Melissa. Is, but it, there's a few other kind of things in here. Sometimes you got to let those crushes just be crushes and let them go. Like, especially because, like, it's kind of part of life to outgrow your crushes. And mm-hmm. you need to let that happen.
1: Yeah, yeah. I definitely was uh, thinking about that for my life lesson. So, you know, I definitely think we're on the same wavelength this week with this group. Uh, but I decided to go with uh, Justine. Um, it's like there are red flags for a reason. They're not just decorative, like a bouquet of red flags. It's like she recognizes this is a bad situation, but she is still going forward with her kids. It's like, what are you doing?
0: Yeah, it's like you understand that a red flag is like. A reason this relationship won't work and it's like Mm -hmm. you have literally – yeah, deal break. There are things that should be deal breakers for a normally adjusted person and you're just like, I will take all those and I think I can make it work. (laughs) Many people do that. But when you're acknowledging you're doing that, then it's like, well, you know it's not going to work and you're going forward anyway.
1: Yeah. Like you're
0: acknowledging that they're red flags and so you're acknowledging that things are not going to work. But you're still going to push for. I don't get it. That's the part I don't get where you 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 have the metacognition to know right. that you're making mistakes while you're making the mistakes.
1: Yeah, I yeah. know. I know. It's like maybe I should change my dunce to Justine. <laughs> 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 I mean, she wasn't obviously terrible like Hottie was, but still it's like this willful like ignorance is just ridiculous to me.
0: Yeah. It's that, that ability to hold those like two two thoughts in your head. Yeah. Of like, I know this is terrible. I still am going to do it. Yeah. I'm still going to do it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we're just getting started with this group, so we will be back next week. Maybe we'll get a new couple or two. And until then.
0: Yep, we'll see everybody then. Okay. Bye. All right. Okay. Bye.